Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 002 of Journey with Joey. It is January 21st, 2023, 4.54 a.m. Alaska time. Journey with Joey is as near to a journal as I currently get, having never journaled more than one time as of this writing. This will uh, be an experience for us all. I guess this is episode two now. I share my thoughts, experiences, and reflections across a variety of topics with the hope that even a single nugget of information may have a positive impact on someone. Uh, this podcast is uh, like a working version of a PowerPoint deck. Uh, I'm going to try some things out here and there until we land on a show that uh, we all enjoy. Uh, I have one listener so far. Shout out to, to my uh, great friend. I think he listened twice, uh, so I have four views. Episode one included a, a brief about me. Um, I glossed over my life a bit and many different topics with the hope of deep diving into those areas of interest throughout the year. Um, I usually bring up the time when I am recording these podcasts, the one and two podcasts, uh, mainly just to give folks uh, a sense of, I guess, a more behind-the-scenes real-life glimpse. Um, I'm just sneaking these in uh, before and after the kids go to bed or whatnot, um, so definitely not a professional by any means. Definitely doing this as like a hobby. But I think the timing is important. I always wondered when I'm listening to folks on podcasts, like, hey, what time are they talking at? Because uh, for me and, and most people, um, they do their work and talking at different times of the day. For me, a lot of the times that deep work is in the morning when the rest of the family is asleep. Um, this to me at the moment is a little bit of deep work because I'm still getting used to figuring this all out. Um, so that's a little bit about the, why the time. So I think in general, you know, we'll do some quick hits, reflections, thoughts, quotes. Uh, yesterday it was kind of the, you know, first reflection unedited, me just turning on the mic, bringing out how the microphone worked and how, how to record the episode um, and spent a little bit of time after that. I was super pumped, uh, felt pretty good just to knock out uh, a task slash goal for the quarter. Uh, so I went to go figure out how to share it more broadly. Um, always interested in any pointers from folks out there. I sent it out to YouTube, uh, had a Substack set up that I posted it to. Um, and put it out on Twitter. I've not shared this with my uh, only social media profile uh, platform. I guess I typically use is Instagram to keep up with family and my wife um, and her business. Um, I haven't posted it there yet just because I feel like that's a little bit too close to home for now. I mean, not that I mind anyone of my friends or family listening, but rather um, not just, uh, you know, not trying to bore them with what they may already know, but we'll see um, if this gets out there. Thank you all for listening, of course. I talked a little bit about uh, the Jordan Peterson self-authoring program in episode one. Um, going to circle back to that in episode three as I knock out this next segment. 
one of the things that uh, I called my one of my friends as soon as I recorded the first episode um, and started brainstorming or like <laughs> just kind of throwing out like, hey, I, I just did a podcast episode out of nowhere. Maybe I should have some like themes or a run of show or something. Um, one idea that came up is, you know, everyone's talking about chat GP. Um, chat GP is literally going to change the way we operate and I think the makeup of the job market. Um, very, very, very serious consequences to chat GP. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> interested to see how that plays out um, as it pertains to this podcast. I just thought it'd be funny, like instead of Googling it, things come up uh, since I am definitely not a encyclopedia of information. I may just uh, chat GP it and see what chat GP tells us. I don't think there's any rights or anything against using chat GP for these purposes. So uh, maybe we'll do that. Uh, so, uh, readings, I, I tend to defer to that right away. Um, just given, um, it's kind of what's top of mind for me. Uh, so a, a note on, uh, yesterday I mentioned I, I I'm rotating about eight books. Um, the way that I manage that personally, um, I tend to have different formats of books based on the different activities that I'm doing. Uh, so uh, when I'm working out, I tend to not listen to music anymore. It's either a podcast or an audio book. <clears throat> Likewise, if I'm just kind of doing things that are in motion, moving around a lot throughout the day, maybe even working if it's not a too heavy of a listen, I'll uh, have the audio books going. So I I'll probably have three to four audiobooks going at an, any given time. And then for reading material, uh, I guess physical hard copy, I have two generally physical hard books in different locations in the house. Uh, the, this is all kind of guidance that uh, I think Andy Frisella also mentioned having this kind of strategy, but I, you know, I also have a little, uh, just like a little paperwhite. Um, so I'll keep that sitting around with a book on that. So I may have like two ebooks, three or four audiobooks, a couple physical hard copies going at any given time. I always make sure to hit the 10 pages on the, the hard copy. You know, I'll pick one and really that'll be the focus. Um, but taking in, um, taking in from a variety of sources, I guess, throughout the day. That's been my hack, at least. Uh, sometimes I'll even double up and read the physical book while listening on audiobook if, you know, if it's something that's like free on Kindle Unlimited or something like that. Um, and that seems to be a way to kind of speed through but still comprehend a little bit on rotating books. Uh, from the Stoicism, um, the Daily Stoic, uh, Today was about, you know, taking time for reflection. Um, basically, that's what the Stoics advocated more than almost anything. So uh, we hear a lot of folks talk about, you know, take some time in the morning to write in your journal, uh, reflect on the day, you know, at night, or yeah, reflect on your day at night before you go to bed or get all your worries down on paper before you fall asleep or it'll help you fall asleep. 
Um, I think a lot of that's important, gets glossed over. I myself have not until recently really started to take much, much of that to heart, um, but it has uh, lowered my stress levels quite a bit. So, um, friendly reminder from the Stoics to take time for reflection. Um, yeah, gratitude. Plan for the obstacles in your way that you know are already there and that you can overcome. So, uh, great advice there this morning. Um, diving into Hold Me Tight a bit. Uh, that's a relationship book. Um, the gist of it that I've got so far is, you know, uh, people are really just looking for an emotional connection with their partner or whomever. Um, and if you can create a secure connection, uh, the rest falls into place. Um, so it's less about like compromising and like playing this like game theory, figuring out this push and pull tug thing. It's uh, being that connection point for them, that anchor. And if you can feel comfortable with the other person, knowing that you can kind of lay it out on the line and them be uh, a rock for you, I think that reinforces better relationship habits. That's where I'm at in the book so far. All sounds really great to me. Uh, so uh, I will keep reading that, see if any practical steps or advice comes out of that, which I will share in a future episode. I have the Bible app. Uh, I do not do a great job at you know, directly reading the Bible um, in any consistent manner, though I have a few in the same way around the house and pick it up. Uh, but the Bible app, it at least gives me a quick prompt reminder, you know, with like a, a verse of the day. can dig in within the app as things speak to me, as God speaks to me. Um, Today's was James 4, 7. This is from the New King James Version 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In general, that sounds really awesome uh, and your sound advice. Um, <clears throat> just finished reading Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil a few weeks ago. I think it really ties into this because um, it really is, life is kind of about resisting all those uh things that the devil will throw at us um, and not getting caught in that rhythmic <clears throat> negative sort of flow or cycle. Um, I did chat GP the key takeaways from Napoleon Hill's outwinning the devil. Uh, here's one through eight, the importance of setting clear, specific and measurable goals for oneself. Number two, the power of positive thinking and visualization and achieving those goals. Number three, the need to take consistent, persistent action towards one's goals. Number four, the importance of a strong sense of self-discipline and self-control. Number five, the need to overcome fear and other negative emotions that can hold a person back. Number six, the importance of building a strong support system of like-minded individuals. Number seven, the need to maintain a positive attitude, even in the face of adversity. Number eight, the importance of continuously learning and growing as a person. If you hear any uh, sounds in the background, little tip taps, we uh, have a little kitty that we adopted not too many months ago. His name's Rags, and he's in a little thing over here uh, playing in his 
Nice little bed carrier thing. We got Molly the Morky down here to the left on the couch as well. They uh, they like to herd around me in the mornings. So uh, if that's annoying you, that is Kitty on the ball. And I don't know how to reduce the radius, uh, I guess, of the sound pickup here. Uh, I have it set to a near setting. But if anyone has any advice, I'm using a Sure 2 mic and uh open to any and all feedback on audio quality and strategies uh, i already do not like that i'm hunching o over to get into the mic um, this isn't an ideal setup and uh hunching over like that really isn't great for the the shoulder uh, but we'll work with it for now already like that uh so yesterday i kind of noticed upon review of the video a little bit i didn't watch the whole thing it was awkward but um you know i'm moving around dancing around quite a bit on my feet um i typically work fully standing my desk remains a standing desk uh, i stand on like a anti-fatigue mat that has some cool angles on it to provide relief for my feet and other uh, i guess the muscles in my legs um But it w was kind of interesting dancing around on screen. So I'm trying this sitting down for the podcast piece. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's why Kitty and, and all of them are around. Um, the webcam is up on a chair. Kitty has been trying to go after the wire quite a bit, which makes me a little nervous. I saw someone, uh, someone that was near dear to me, they... Um, I think one of their aunt, their pets like got into a wire from the wall and got electrocuted. I think luckily survived and everything, but I was literally just thinking about rags, kitty getting into these wires makes me a little nervous. Um, but yeah, if you see the camera moving or anything like that, it's probably our, our boy rags. Um, Yeah. So where were we? Uh, that was a Napoleon Hill. Takeaways. Um, you know, all of those those items, they really do help you um, stay out of falling into this routine of just kind of um, going through the motions, taking in television, sitting on the couch, eating crappy foods and just kind of uh, going through it in this rhythmic um, non-persistent action towards any sort of goal. Um, so it was a really good uh, read for me and um, not that, uh, you know, TV is not really a thing for me anymore. Uh, I used to watch it a ton, but have since really Show <clears throat> that away over the last few years, and um, I think it's freed up a lot of time and mental space for other things, which is um, why I continue to kind of not do that. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so did a little bit of, I, I think I went across the map, uh, or across the board yesterday as far as like areas of interest. Um, really open to ideas on like how that gets tackled, but I'll probably just pick topics um, for an episode and maybe talk about one or two of them a little bit more in depth, kind of where I'm at on that specific topic, things I'm interested in. 
focusing on working on in that area. Uh, if any of my friends or whatever want to come on and chat, that'd be awesome. I'm happy to add other topics that I didn't really throw out there that, you know, I have some in interest in, but don't really necessarily want to, or don't feel like I really have too much to share personally on them, but uh, other folks that I know I uh, like are more SMEs, subject matter experts in that area, uh, SMEs, and um, I could chat with them as well. So starting today, I guess we'll go, you know, it's January, folks are typically getting interested in a bit of fitness and nutrition, setting goals, maybe thinking about getting into the gym. Um, many have already kind of thought, thought about it to decide not to do it, basically, and they're already kind of out of the game for 2023. Um, but let's talk a bit about... Yeah, just fitness and nutrition. Uh, this is a journey with Joey, I guess. So I'll give you a, a quick baseline of where I'm at, uh, what my goals are, and all that good stuff here. How I how I got to where I am now over the last couple of years, I guess, um, and how I face probably a lot of the same worries and fears and doubts and stuff about <clears throat> that most people that just you know, the gym wasn't really their thing growing up or anything. Um, so I'll share a bit about that as well. Quick baseline, I'm a 35-year-old male. I did have some, a no real level of fitness going into the Marine Corps. I got put into, uh, you know, whipped into shape there. Um, got you know, lost weight, got pretty conditioned. Um, when I joined the reserves, you know, didn't really keep up that level of fitness. Um, got mostly out of shape again before deploying to Iraq. I got in pretty good shape there just following, you know, a typical, I think the intro bodybuilding.com, you know, six different, like focusing on one body group per day for six days a week. <clears throat> just trying to drink 2000 calorie shakes and things like that. No real idea, but I ended up getting in shape, kind of boxing with one of my, my buddies. Um, but you know, that was, that was good. I was 20 at the time, 21. So that shape held together for just, you know, a short while. And I started the drinking and, all that um, not great stuff and ended up putting on the pounds and I think, you know, never really strengthened my body through my 20s, to be honest. Um, and so it wasn't, like I mentioned uh, in the last episode, about 75 hard, which I had done in September of 2021. Uh, um, that's really when I, you know, I had to do two workouts a day, so I'm like... <sighs> I got to get into the gym or something. I can't just walk on a treadmill twice a day or run twice a day or anything like that. Um, knew that I needed to put on some muscle. And so I found a strength training program. So to a bodybuilding program, just with the goal of like trying to put on some muscle, um, didn't really have any idea about mobility um, functional strength. I, I just, honestly, I, I was super 
kind of got skinny, real scrawny at that point and wanted to just put on some muscle and look a little bit better. Um, put on a six pack, get a six pack for the, the wife. Um, we did have a Florida trip at some point that I thought it would be cool to look nice for, but, um, and so, yeah, I just started kind of doing the, um, looking her around on Instagram at, at different, like kind of workout programs. Um, my, my wife was probably already more involved with just kind of that fitness space. Cause she deals a lot with like macro friendly foods and nutrition and stuff like that. And so, um, that's where I got the idea to start kind of looking around on Instagram and the fitness influencers, I guess. Uh, somehow I stumbled on, it's kind of cheesy, but it's, it's like the, the pro, sorry, it's not cheesy. The program names kind of are like movie star body and like Greek God, but, um, Greg O'Gallagher and body, you can find him on social media. Um, he's a natural, I, I guess, uh, just lifter coach, uh, as, uh, supplements and, uh, clothing line and all that good stuff. Uh, but I pretty much had dabbled in to some of the things he was talking about as far as intermittent fasting, working out fasted, which I don't always do now, but at the time when I was kind of just trying to get more and fixing my body composition, so to speak, or uh, improving on it from my perspective. Um, anyway, so I, uh, I ended up just getting like this, this movie star body program and it involved, uh, three lifting days and was structured with, you know, doing progressive overload, really figuring out where my baseline was on my lifts, which was fun to do again after like 10 years. And then just progressively overloading and, and doing that week over week um, with some alternatives and the movements and a lot of good key compound exercises. And it was working. It, it, it did work really great for me. Um, I loved the frequency of workouts. It made it really manageable. It wasn't anything that even as a beginner getting really sore again, it wasn't something that I wasn't able to keep up with, um, or it didn't feel unmanageable. Um, and I basically did versions of his program, uh, for like a year or not a year. Uh, yeah, about a year. Years a little long, probably like eight months and, um, got in really good, I guess a good physique, um, at least from what I was hoping for. And then started feeling some pain in my shoulder, uh, doing like dumbbell bench presses and barbell bench presses, which I kind of stay away from barbell benching. Now it just isn't really a thing for me. It, for some reason, it just doesn't seem to work with my, the way my body moves. Um, I've never had a coach, so someone could probably help me fix that. But whenever I tried to get under the barbell for benching, I always felt something in one of my shoulders. And I think I just finally, you know, took it too far. I was going up with some uh, dumbbells and, you know, I can feel the pain right here. And in my AC joint specifically, um, there's still a pain there. Um, I went to a PT for several weeks, um, did a lot of the uh, exercises to strengthen my back muscles. And, uh, they really got me going on, I think what needs to be corrected. Uh, I got some myofascial work 
fascia work done there that hurt like heck, but really helped did start to clear it up, but I'm still getting a little inflammation working on it slowly with the ATG program and just like working at a low pain level, which, you know, it's sad. It's like I'm inclined benching like 25 pound dumbbells with when I heard it, I was at, you know, 90 pound dumbbells. So a step back there for sure. And something that's real humbling. And, um, I'm, you know, one of my goals this quarter is to look into the the shoulder again and like make sure I'm on the right path to just like definitely getting it corrected. Um, I on YouTube yesterday just trying to share episode one. I had seen that there was a uh, what was this gentleman's name? It was on Mark Bell's Power Project. It looked like or a cutout from that. Uh, Bo Hightower, he's a chiropractor and he was working on uh, Mark Bell's brother's shoulder, and I'm it really resonated with me. I was like, I need to go get a guy to, uh, a doctor to hammer on, on that spot, um, to help with my shoulder pain. So it really inspired me to go take another look at that just to make sure I'm like, everything's good. You know, I can do most movements, but when I press specifically here, that's when I, it starts to hurt. Um, luckily it hasn't impacted the rock climbing, uh, little foray that I've gotten into, nor does it impact, uh, nordic skate skiing or any other thing for that matter it's just that piece and like when i'm holding my daughter a little bit you know um can feel it there in the ac joints so hey if there is ever a listener out there that knows how i can correct that pretty easily open to it uh you know i've looked at quad university bunch of different other folks recommendations um Maybe I haven't been consistent enough with it, um, but I never really, it's just, I can't shake it out of there. Um, so I'm working that back now. Felt a little bit of knee pain. You know, I got into uh, running for a couple of years, uh, not a couple of years, like a year and a half mixed in and, and did do the Anchorage Marathon. Um, have a little knee pain in my left knee. Uh, that's why I kind of am digging into the ATG program. I just felt like going through all that bodybuilding without doing any foam rolling, not much stretching, not much stabilizer work, not, not much anything as far as the joints go. I think I just started to kind of put muscle on and not do anything to support that, you know, extra weight, I guess, or, um, I'm obviously no professional here, um, in speaking about it, but that's where I went to the ATG program to just start making sure I'm strengthening those stabilizers and getting my knees nice and bulletproofed. Um, obviously with the aim of, of, of climbing more, um, want to make sure my knees hold up. That's a big concern for me. I think, I don't know if it's guys in the, in the military in general or girls, um, but <clears throat> it seems like the knees, you know, and lower back tend to be a thing. I'm just probably bad gear. I obviously didn't even know what a right shoe to wear in general was. So I don't know that we were probably lined up with like the greatest personalized gear <laughs> for our physical endeavors. Uh, so, you know, it's just something we work through. Um, I currently, so that's just a little bit about, I guess, kind of like where I'm at now. Um, once I did the, the uh, Grego Gallagher programs and put on some muscle. I actually got into, there's this uh, guy, every got damn Dre on Instagram. And he does a lot of kettlebell work. I've done an eight week kettlebell thing. I'm going to redo that again and here pretty soon because that lines up nice with stabilizers and just awesome 
it worked my muscles and stuff in different ways I had never even felt before. So I feel like that was actually helping my shoulder quite a bit too. Um, and so I may get back into that. Um, probably it's hard to do it in conjunction with the ATG. ATG is five days, you know, about an hour a day. Not sure how I'd sneak in a bunch of kettlebell work hour a day, but I may either flip a couple or take the primary stuff from one and maybe sneak in a couple kettlebell workouts a week. Um, in just talking about kind of my thing, it made me think about the kettlebell program and I really liked that and really like, um, that coach. And in general, my, my workouts right now, six to seven days a week, I mentioned the five, five ish days for the ATG. I try to get a couple outdoor activities in when I can. Um, that's usually right now in the winter time here, skate skiing, um, me, my brother-in-law got me into that two years ago. I kind of got hooked. Um, and it's something that I've added into the rotation for physical fitness in the wintertime. Um, so <clears throat> one thing that's real important, I guess, before I, I left here, uh, you know, before moving back after 10 years, the winters here with the no sunlight, it can really get to you if you don't keep active in the wintertime and get out there while the sun is out for just a couple of days um, or <laughs> hours. So um, made it a real thing before we moved back a uh, commitment to myself to just be more active in the wintertime uh, versus just, you know, eating and drinking. Um, and so really glad that my brother-in-law introduced me to gate skiing. Shout out Curtis. Um. So I work out six to seven days a week. Uh, got those outdoor, outdoor activities. Uh, working in the rock climbing now. So, you know, it, it looks like based off of where I've got just in this book on the alpinism, um, it's a good thing. I've been doing strength, need to continue to do the strength, need to add a bit of zone one, zone two, uh, aerobic base. Um to be honest, I kind of cringed when I saw that again. It's like, oh, it reminded me of training for the Olympic triathlon, just putting in some reps as far as mileage, uh, low and slow. Um, but, you know, we'll get that in there. It's not a big deal. Um, get in some good walks and jogging sessions. And my wife actually mentioned wanting to get back into uh, running again. Uh, she, she hits the treadmill quite a bit, but uh, there was a point where she was – uh, running like some distance and seemed to be really into it, uh, which was cool for her. And uh, so, yeah, maybe we'll just get some zone one, zone two in together or something. Um, but uh, it, it seems like it's all about the more aerobic base that you can build, uh, the better and the the faster you can climb, more efficiently you can climb um, all around as it is with, it appears every sport, you know, you got to put in that consistent, just getting in the, what some folks would consider the more boring time, just building that base. Case in point, me not stretching, less warm-up sets, less warm-up exercises or none, you know, going into that, those bodybuilding programs. And then you face these challenges of trying to work through, you know, different injuries and, and things and, uh, imbalances that may not have been there if you just taken the time and done things right the first time. I feel like when I say those things, it's uh, 
you know, do things right the first time and all that stuff. But it's like dad quotes. So I thought it would be fun. And I was talking to one of my friends. We, we kind of send videos back and forth in the fitness, kind of in the fitness realm. Um, there was a recent, or at least it came up on my feed <clears throat> pretty recently, uh, Andy Huberman, uh, he's with Stanford University, I believe, neuroscientist, has a Huberman Lab podcast, but, but he was talking with Andy Galpin, who is, uh, you know, I think kind of a an expert in fitness and exercise and body sciences. Um, but a lot of that, that podcast episode was spent talking about the different fitness measures and tests that Andy and others uh, can employ to kind of get a really good baseline level of fitness reading. So I thought it would be interesting since, you know, I've kind of jumped all over the map as far as bodybuilding, a little bit of stabilizing, getting into rock climbing. If I thought it'd be interesting to give you all a baseline as well, like I've given you where I'm at. I'm always curious, <laughs> you know, I know we're always just trying to make ourselves better uh, better than we were the day before. Um, but you know, there's a lot of <laughs> all the influencers you see out there and these guys that are just like, and girls that are just ripped and you don't really know like what's going, you know, what the background is there, but, um, it sets a pretty high bar in your own mind. And I guess I just want, like, I feel like I'm probably below any, any sort of like athletic bar for sure. Um, but it would be cool to have this baseline so then I could see how I improve from that baseline every like six months to a year. And then if you all want to do it, uh, you can get your own baselines. Uh, and, and that would be kind of fun to see what you add in and if there's any improvements there as well. Like I'm curious if any of this stuff pays off, uh, so to speak. Um, so I'm going to add some zone one cardio, uh, mentioned that for the new programming over the next, uh, I guess week, I'll try to hit that baseline fitness tests that were talked about there. And maybe we'll have a, you know, by end of January, have a good read on where we're at. And so that could be interesting. I need to add some climbing days. Uh, I mentioned I do have some some rock climbing days right now. Um, what I've realized is, you know, I've never climbed really before. Um, and so before even getting to the point of like thinking about going up a mountain, <laughs> I need to just figure out the basics of climbing um, and take that, you know, methodically, I think. And, and just when the summer comes and as winter permits uh, and time permits with the kids getting out there and just hiking stuff will, will help with that base. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to, in the similar way that we tend to like map out, like, all right, here's our bodybuilding program. I'm like, I'm going to do that for the, <clears throat> the rock climbing component. Um, and so I went down that rabbit hole a little bit last night after putting the, the little, little one to bed. Um, first and foremost on the, the bouldering rock climbing, I mean, it's so humbling. Uh, you know, I can do a fair amount of pull-ups, uh, probably like 20 or so plus. Um, and you know what I think to be a healthy range body weight wise and all that good stuff. And, 
you would think it would just be kind of easy to scale these mountains and, or sorry, like climb these rock walls. And, you know, I was in there like, Ooh, this is a little tough. And, uh, you have 12 year olds and just every, like everybody else is just climbing up these things. No fear. Um, so it's, it's really humbling. Um, I think previously I had climbed like one wall at like main event with an auto belay device, did some rappelling, you know, in the Marine Corps. Um, funny story, got dropped out of a two-story window once also rappelling, not unofficially uh, by someone that wasn't apparently belaying well. <laughs> um, still have a scrunching from that hidden down here. Um, I've done one outdoor climb. It was in Enchanted Rock, Texas, I believe. And this was over 10 years ago. Um, brief stint when I was going to a church. I went with the guys group to Enchanted Rock, and they had already the top belay set up, and I got to do that. I remember my fingers were super uh, – some of the under the nails were bleeding because I was just gripping so hard out of fear. Um, but it was a fun experience. Um so to that end, uh, rock climb, I did sign up for a belay certification course a few weeks ago, um, was inspired by, uh, the daughter, my niece of my brother-in-law, um, who got her belay certification and has apparently been, uh, rock climbing for quite a bit, um, or at least several months now. Um, so that was kind of my inspiration. Like, okay, I got to go get the belay. Like it's already been on my mind. That's my sign to go do it. So I did that and taking my daughter mainly been messing around with some bouldering and then doing some auto belaying and stuff. But, um, yesterday found this really awesome video. It was, let's see if I can pull it up without overriding the sound. Movement for climbers, uh, calming, nice videos. Um, looks like he's got about 177. In case subscribers at this time, and this was a bouldering progression series. I kind of like bouldering. It's helping me figure out these movements and skills and get my grip and forearms strengthened without having to, you know, do too much as far as like wasting someone's time belaying me and all that good stuff. And so, um, couple days ago, I got a little bit of time in after work, uh, got myself through like V0, V1, V2 as far as the ratings go. Um, but this was basically showing the progressions from V0 through V2. And I'm going to start there, to be honest, um, do one to two basic climbing days a week. Um, I feel like I powered through the V2s uh, um, and versus using any sort of technique because, you know, I guess what you don't know, you don't know. And so now that I've watched that bouldering intro, I feel like I have like the basic techniques as far as like how to use my toe and like the side of my toe um, and how I should be looking at these holds and, and actually sequencing, you know, at first I would just look at like, wow, that's a bunch of rocks. I can see the color I need to go up basically, but not looking at the fact that there's usually an, a, a line you can draw through there and there's going to be rocks that fall on the right for your right hand and rocks that fall on the left of that line for your typically your left hand. So just knowing that allows you to kind of game plan and strategize which holds you're going to need to do with which hands where the difficult spot or spots may be on that. I, I don't know if it's a route or sequence or what they call it, but I'll hopefully get better on the lingo there. 
um, and really plan for that in advance before you're up there at some height trying to figure it out on the fly. Um, and wow, that's that's pretty beautiful, right? Like uh, we should be doing that a lot more for a lot of things. Uh, looking at the path in front of us, <laughs> the obstacles, the rocks in the way, figuring out which ones may be more difficult to overcome and making a plan for those. Um, I myself do not do that often enough. And uh, it was just a great reminder looking at that uh, and, and watching that video and kind of making that connection with uh, a bunch of other things in life. So um, I am going to slowly progress uh, based on kind of the recommendations and techniques in that video. Um, you know, as I go up through the V's and uh, we will go from there. Um, it sounds like at some point I will end up needing to be on a wall with like boots on, you know, figuring out and a backpack and a pack that weighs 40 pounds. Uh, but that is probably a long ways from now, but something that's fun to think about uh, nonetheless, or funny to think about and frightening. Um, one last thing on the rock climbing piece. Um, uh, and I'm going to go back up to Napoleon Hills outwitting the devil. And it talked about the importance of the need to overcome fear and other negative emotions that can hold a person back. So I've always wanted to, you know, like summon a mountain, but I don't necessarily love heights in the sense of like standing on a skyscraper beam and looking down. Um, I like flying. I like being up in the air. I don't know why I get so, you know, and you're nervous and fearful of these kind of heights. But, um, you know, in all honesty, being up on the rock wall, like even on an auto belay device, and it's probably because I don't have enough confidence yet, having only used it a few times, that'll always catch me. But, you know, I'll get kind of nervous up there, and I see little, you know, kids just going up no fear, and that's pretty amazing. But um, I still get a little scared. So I'm, you know, doing also doing this so I can hopefully get the reps in and, and my mindset will change to the fact where that's not a thing for me anymore. And eventually I get used to it and can then just really focus on my strength or strength limitations and solving the problems on the wall versus like worrying about being way up there. So just a little bit of transparency there. It's also a bit of like overcoming doing something I fear and trying to overcome it much like this podcast. Um, so that's a bit of the rock climbing component of my workouts, uh, at least the plan going forward. Um, the ATG thing's been about a A-plus week endeavor. Uh, about four to six weeks on the zero, so no weight really, strength program, and then I'm just recently moved two to three weeks ago to the dense strength. So I'll do dense for 12 weeks probably, and then we'll see where we go from there. Uh, getting into the gym. So first, uh, there are so, uh, several reasons. I kind of mentioned why I like ATG, but or like the purpose of ATG and the bulletproofing. It's knees over toes guy on Instagram also if you want to learn more. But um, I like that it's not... Uh, the workouts are, are, some of them are a little unique and I have had to get a couple like things to help with 
those like sled pull. I have this thing. This is called a monkey foot, monkey feet. So you can pull up uh, a dumbbell with your foot, and it basically works on your hip flexors. So a couple of unique things that the program kind of recommends, <clears throat> but you can basically do all, almost all of the workouts easily in a home gym if you just have like an incline bench and some dumbbells, uh, or like no weight. If you're going to do the zero program, you can get away with uh, doing most of it from your home, uh, not even like a home gym, just like your home. And while I, I love, I loved, especially over the last year, just like having the routine of like going into the gym and I still try to get into the gym physically into a gym. Uh, now you have, I have the rock climbing gym as well. So that helps uh, get that connection, but having that physical, like getting your body moving into a gym and that routine, um, I think is just one that's good to have. Like now I just have kind of this itch, so to speak, to go to a, go do something physical, but that took time to build. Uh, it wasn't always something that it's just like, wasn't just there <laughs> had to be worked on. Uh, and so ATG really helps promote a bit of a, a consistency versus intensity per se. Like you can up the intensity, but it's very approachable. There's like three or four workouts per day. Most of it isn't weighted. Most of it, you're not going to be waiting on, you're not going to be waiting on machines from other people at the gym. Um, you can pull it off at home if you need to, if time's tight or schedule, you know, schedules tight. And it just helps you get in the reps, build a base. Um, so I, I like it, um, for that purpose. I could recommend it if, if you're a, you know, someone that's just getting started, um, though I, I do see some value, especially if you've never really been into the gym or lifted weights, you can get those, you know, what they call like noob gains. Um, I definitely recommend getting some weight under you and pushing some weight as long as you're focusing on and not making the mistakes that I did as far as like not warming up your muscles, like your shoulders before you bench, your back before you bench, things like that. Um, but we can get more into some of that specific protocol too at a later date. Um, getting into the gym, um, that was always something that I've been extremely nervous about. You know, my, I think my family never really went to the gym much. It was like probably more so, oh, Kitty is messing with the, the camera. Um, it was never something that, uh, you know, my family really did like the traditional working out or parents running in the morning or anything like that. And so completely unfamiliar with me basically until I got, you know, until I joined the Marines and deployed to, uh, to Iraq where we had a little setup in a, like a tent there. And uh, so the gym always made me nervous, you know, the, just getting in there being compared to Katie, stop, please. I actually hit the stop button. Because Kitty was getting a little wild over here and jumping on the camera. So I just paused it really quick. It looks like he still may go for it. Um, but I was talking about being nervous about the gym and going in there and folks, you know, comparing yourself to the other folks that have already been in there and, you know, having gone like almost essentially like every day for over a year, year and a half, um, seeing new folks come and go and, um, all that stuff, like no one, it, it's really not something that you should concern yourself with, you know, go in and have your plan or have like a plan. Just go try some things out. Could be the plan. Just go do your thing. You know, uh, um, 
I love seeing people come to the gym, um, especially like if there is a sense that that you're new. Um, it's encouraging. It's it's fun. It's like it's like seeing you know someone is is making their life better. Um, and so I don't know why anyone would ever crap on that. You know, it's <laughs> so don't worry about what other people think first and foremost. Um, there's a lot of resources out there. You know, I myself do, I'm kind of like a planner, so to speak. And so, um, YouTube's great. Like I just mentioned the rock climbing thing, like at least having a plan in my mind now, as I walk into the gym, um, and not just like looking around and making stuff up to knowing like, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go to the bouldering section. I'm going to look for those V zeros and I'm going to knock out every V zero. Uh, and then I'm going to knock out every V one. And I'll probably get hung up on V2 or something, and that'll be the day, but uh, I'll log that, and then I know. Um, and so going in knowing that, it, it gives you a little bit of confidence of, like, at least I have a plan. I'm going to stick to my plan um, until further notice that the plan sucks or something like that. But at least, you know, you're on a plan and you're following it. And so that's why I like the the Kino body, the Grego Gallagher bodybuilding stuff, because it was like, hey, it, sh it gave me a plan. Like, hey, do these lifts. Here's how you're going to kind of up it every week. And I liked going in with that plan and just doing it. And so, uh, yeah, maybe that I didn't branch out enough and be like, let me do the, the weirder stuff of like, <laughs> or perceived weirder stuff of like foam rolling and stretching and stuff that I don't see a lot of people still doing. Um, now I'm, I'm, I am the one there doing that stuff, but, um, just having some sort of plan to follow is great. I mean, you know, kind of cliche, I guess, with the smart goals, but, you know, specific, measurable, actionable results, focus and time bound, I guess, it, you know, having that for a lot of things is really beneficial. And so having that for your, yourself, your body, your fitness, uh, highly recommend. Um, and so if you've been just thinking about going into the gym, free trials now, I know my gym usually does, um, just go try it out like once, like, just be like, I'm just going to go in there for like 15 minutes. Um, Shout out to the ones, at least in Alaska, that have saunas. You know, sometimes I go to the gym now. It's like, I'm just going to do my quick, like, man, sort of like must-do exercises. I'm just going to go sit in the sauna, which I consider exercise, but go sit in the sauna for a while. And, like, at least I got the rep in. At least I went there. I did something. I got my body moving. I still challenged my body system with the heat. And so just getting in there, getting the reps in, your body will thank yourself <laughs> for it over time <laughs> or thank you for it over time. Um, embrace what your body can do, you know, uh, even if there is a plan, if you get going and you're like three or uh, like, I guess sets in three of five sets in and you're not like something doesn't feel right. It hurt. Don't do it anymore. You know, like you're just pushing yourself for you. So like, you're not, you don't need to like finish something just cause it's written out in front of you. Challenge yourself hundred percent, but you know, don't, don't do it just for the sake of like, yes, I completed exactly what was written down on that paper. Um, I say all this cause these are the mistakes that I've made, you know, in the past and probably reasons why I have hurt myself. And that's just being having too much of an ego and not being like, look, I can't do the fourth, I can't do the fourth set or, um, I'm not putting two plates on my bench today. Like <laughs> just to put two plates on there, just to feel good that I did it even though everything about my body and the program saying not to do it. 
So, uh, you know, drop the ego, I guess, uh, way easier said than done, but that'd be my recommendation, of course. And it appears that's what these Stoics keep saying as well. So, um, uh, sound advice, I think. Um, so, you know, embrace what your body can do. Don't, don't, don't do too much, but challenge yourself for sure. Um, making time for workouts is always sort of a thing as well. So like, okay, you get the gym membership. How do I make time for it? A, when you're getting that gym membership, put it somewhere where it fits within your routine or, or can easily, most easily fit within your routine. For example, put the gym kind of in between you and your house, uh, sorry, you and, uh, your house and your work location. Or if you believe or the way your work schedule is kind of set up that you're going to be potentially only having free time to work out in off hours, uh, you know, get a gym that has 24-7 access or at least is open on the hours that you need. Um, you know, start scrubbing away the excuses that you're going to give yourself right off the bat. Like, just knock those out. Um, get it out of the way. You'll thank yourself for it later. If you put a gym 30 minutes out away from you, uh, from your daily routine, now you're not going to go. Um, or you'll go for a little bit until you burn out um, and then really hate it in the process. And then you won't go sign up to that location that's a mile from your house that you could have been going to the whole time and loving it. So that's a bit of my, I guess, just advice on like gym location selection. Um, something with some versatility, especially if you know, if you know you're going to be hitting squats or something based on the program and the plan that you, you kind of set out for yourself. Um, you know, some commercial gyms are real limited on like squat racks, barbells, things like that. So be mindful of that. But on the flip side, if that's really not part of your programming, those other gyms can be really great. Um, so, you know, kind of map it out a little bit, do a little bit of planning. It'll help you um, for success there. Um, incorporating fitness into your current interest is always a, a solid strategy and one that I try to employ now. I, I mentioned, you know, just getting into Nordic skiing. That's literally physical exercise, but it's super fun. <laughs> um, I never thought it would be as fun as it actually is going down hills still and jumping into the classic tracks and, and gliding. It's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. I highly recommend it for anyone that has access to Nordic skiing. Um, but that's one example of incorporating it or finding something that's like something you're interested in. For me, it's being outdoors and being in the woods and the wilderness and just getting that fresh air. So being able to ski and being in that exact environment is perfect, uh, perfect uh, exercise for me. Um, most folks, at least for me, um, you can make time in the morning. You can wake up earlier. Um, I think I'm at the limit. I'm, you know, I'm waking up at like 2.30 in general, 2.33. Uh, but I typically work at 4.30 a.m. And so for those of you that are going to work at 8 a.m., uh, that would just require you waking up at like 6 if you don't have like children or something. I'm making a lot of assumptions. But there are some things you can do to knock some workouts out before work. Uh, generally. Now, 
not saying the sacrifice sleep. Um, and this is something I gathered from Bedros Kulian, uh, the book Man Up. But, um, ooh, I just lost my train of thought. I was checking my cam to see if my daughter was waking up. So, um, yeah, Man Up, Bedros Kulian, um, Wow, I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, we we're talking about making time for the workouts. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, not sacrificing sleep. Thank you all for bearing with me. Uh, not sacrificing sleep. Um, yeah, so go to sleep a little bit earlier. Make a plan to go to bed, um, you know, just a little bit earlier. Um and you wake up, you know, 30 minutes, an hour earlier, maybe can sneak in some cardio, get that lifting session in, just kind of depends on what you're doing specifically and how early you'd want to wake up. So like a, a, a real physical, you know, I'd go and do like a full uh, bodybuilding, I guess, session, uh, hour, hour and a half. And so I'd have to wake up a little quite early, but you can definitely pull it off. Um, and you'll find that a lot of times for many people that's just sacrificing like not watching some TV shows at night and instead getting some good rest and then waking up ready to, to do, do your workouts. And, and over time, like you will find yourself wanting to crave, you'll be craving that workout just like you did those, those shows. Um, for me, that's kind of a good, a good feeling. Um, and reason why I continue to just keep going. So I don't lose that that habit. Um, so that was a little bit about, I guess, just making time for your workouts. Uh, I, I guess easier said than done, but you know, if you can get it done early in the day and, and maybe just go to bed a little bit earlier and knock it out. So it's out of the way, you'll be feeling really good. Um, lots of ways to get in at, at lunch or after work as well. Um, but yeah, just making time for it being real methodical if possible and, and, you know, carving out that time in your mind so you don't let um, other things take over that time. So prioritize it. Um, could be really beneficial. As far as incorporating, I talked about incorporating sort of workouts as part of your, like, into your interests, current interests. Um, one thing that was interesting to me um, that I never, like, I, I didn't, I didn't, understand this until I got into what I would consider like decent shape where I can move around pretty good. You know, I can get up from the floor, uh, just real easily unsupported, you, you know, thing, basic movements around like being able to chase the kids around and stuff. Um, I noticed that as you get more fit, your entire perspective on the world changes. So, Meaning, you know, some folks may look at a, a mountain range, for example, and want to take a picture of it. Um, and it's probably like, obviously, there's photographers and people that just appreciate beauty. Um, but there's going to be probably like a population of folks that um, if you're not like physically fit or have ever climbed or th thought about your body moving in any way, like the thought of climbing those mountains doesn't even cross your mind. You just think about how pretty they look from afar. Um, you know, as you get more in shape and why I'm like, this mountaineering thing came up 
because I'm looking at these mountains as like, how do I climb that? Or like, is that climbable? Or like, what would it be like to be in that patch of snow or that glacier way up there right now in this moment? Like, is there a, a person up there right now? Probably not, but trying to climb it. Or are they like camping out right there? What are their concerns? So like your perspective just starts to shift on like what's possible out there. And so I know for me, I'm very early on in this journey. And that's why I'm excited to see, you know, what can happen because using rock climbing as an example, like I'm looking at these basic rock walls and those are hard for me. I, I can't fathom doing that difficulty with gear on, uh, possibly thousand feet up uh with like almost life and death on the line i guess um that doesn't seem fathomable to me but then you have a lot of folks out there that are achieving these things and they appear to be pretty calm when they're up there doing it and so you know i think your perspective and and your belief in what's actually possible changes as you change and as you kind of improve yourself so um, to me, that's always exciting and encouraging. And one of the things that I use is like a fire that keeps that burning inside of me is like, well, me getting to this point is already like opened up my interest in these things. And so what if I get to like this point, like, is my interest going to open up to all these other things? And so, um, that's always kind of exciting. Um, and on that note, uh, it is now 5:55 a.m. I'm expecting the youngest, uh, the the youngest daughter to wake up here, probably in like 15, 20 minutes. So I guess I'll try to stop this, get episode two out the door. Thank you all for listening to me. Try to make this one a little bit more of a listening, typical normal format. Um, so appreciate the listen. Uh, please like, follow, share. Uh, drop some comments in the posts or drop some comments down below uh, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, let me know if anything I talked about resonated with you. Uh, let me know if I'm full of crap. Let me know if uh, you agree, if you have any advice, feedback, pointers. Um, there's any rock climbers, mountaineers out there. Uh, let me know if I'm off, like already starting off on the wrong foot or something like that, so to speak, no pun intended. But uh, uh, this has been fun. Uh, my wife and my daughter get back today from California. Just got a text message that they're, you know, getting ready to head out of L.A. here pretty soon. Um, so I imagine my wife's podcast will get going here soon, too. And I got to drop the info on her that I've been doing some recording <laughs> behind the scenes, so to speak. So that'll be funny. I don't know how I feel about her listening to this. Kind of makes me feel a little awkward, but um yeah, exciting times, folks. Uh, happy, happy new year. Um, let's, let's start making some, some plans and, and goals. And for those of you that are thinking about, you know, getting into the gym and you haven't quite pulled the trigger, uh, go do it, go do it. Let me know how it goes. Uh, hit me up if you have any questions about gym selection, uh, just, you know, literally want some practical steps on like, how do I get my feet in the door how do I get under a barbell? How do I make that first step? Make that first step. Um, yeah, awesome. God bless y'all. Hit me up. Bye.